The show you love with even more local, local news and more local talk. talk. The voice of the valley. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5. On air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here's your host, Mike Douglas. And a wonderful Friday afternoon to you here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. It is the end of the week, and you know what that means. It is what's on your mind Friday. That's right. The rest of the week, Monday through Thursday, we like to keep the calls focused upon the topics that we're talking about, the topics that we've researched. Though on Friday, we kick back a little bit. We relax the the call screening protocols, and we really want to know what's on your mind. And so we have What's on Your Mind Friday? Our phone number here, 209-551-3483. 209-551-3483. Fridays also give me an opportunity to look at a couple stories that maybe we haven't been able to get to during the week. And uh, so we'll do that as well. Again, our phone number here on What's on Your Mind Friday 209-551-3483. A quick note here. This is a a follow-up to a story that we uh, covered earlier. As you know, uh, city council member for the city of Modesto, Bill Zalaki, resigned as of noon on April 20th, and that leaves seven months left in his term on the Modesto City Council. And I think they've they've done something very wise. They had an option of filling that particular district. I think it's District 4. I'm doing that from memory. Uh, They have the option of filling that particular seat uh, until the election or to leave the seat vacant until the next election. And that's their decision, apparently. The decision uh, has been left up to the voters So the voters in Modesto, the voters will be able to elect that district representative uh, coming up on November 8th. And, of course, uh, I believe that Election Day is going to be a tipping point uh, in California uh, to a certain degree, but most of all for the United States of America. And as we'll talk about later on today, I, I see more things happening that just make that tipping point so crucial as uh, as we look down the line a little bit. So again, I, I affirm that. I think the Modesto city of Modesto has made a made a good decision there. They will leave that uh, that council member position open uh, that Bill Zalaki vacated on April twentieth. They will leave that open until the November eighth election. Today, we're also going to get to uh, discussing the. Disinformation Governance Board uh, that has come to light in the Biden administration. Uh, I will. I, I have a lot of different reasons for wanting to discuss this, and it it really cuts to the fourth estate of journalism and how this, in my mind, this type of action. This type of government bureau may well usher in, let let me be honest, it it may usher in socialism faster than we think. And, of course, we've seen things that have socialist tendencies. This is blatant, and we'll, we'll get to that. And I'll tell you why later on. Also, there are some voices that I think are doing a pretty good job of summarizing the dangers of what's going on here. We'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, Going up the road a bit, going out Highway 108, hey, uh, our friends, our listeners in Knight's Ferry, what's going on up there? I just saw this uh, this story. Uh, The Knight's Ferry Peddler's Fair has apparently been around for 30 years or more. And uh, the couldn't happen apparently in 2020 or 2021 because of restrictions of the pandemic. Now, in order to have the Knights Ferry Peddlers Fair, apparently they have to get a permit 
uh, from the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers because uh, the U.S. Army, uh, Army Corps of Engineers controls the property where the fair is held. So apparently they went to the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers and applied in January. And Carol Davis, uh, this is from the B, uh, the treasurer of the nonprofit group that runs those Knights Ferry Peddlers Fair, is quoted as saying, for two years we have been locked down, but this year we were hopeful the event would take place since it's an outdoor event. Let me uh, underline that, underscore it for you. It is an outdoor event. She said to the Modesto Bee, we were shocked and disappointed that our request for a permit was turned down. Well, uh, up in uh, Sacramento, the McClatchy folks up there apparently reached out and and uh, wanted to get a response. So they got one from Luke Burns, uh, the public affairs specialist with the Army Corps of Engineers Sacramento District. Mr. Burns says, quote, The Knights Ferry History and Museum Association submitted for a special use permit at a time when our policy limited events to 50 people or less on U.S. Army Corps of Engineers property. This was January. Just a few months ago. Seriously? Goes on to say that policy recently changed. And we would encourage them to work with the staff at the Stanislaus River Parks to understand the new guidance and resubmit their requests. Carol Davis says the museum group would need to permit at least three months prior to holding such a large event. Well, yeah, you need lead time to put on major things like this. Isn't, isn't, I am, I, 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 this frustrates me. It really does. And when I was with the state of California, Urban Search and Rescue Program, had a great relationship with the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. We, we worked with them uh, in the context, not only of our California Urban Search and Rescue teams, but also the FEMA teams that, uh, that we were a part of as well. And the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, they magnificent. They really were magnificent, did great work. But this, to me, is a bureaucratic boondoggle that is just absolutely ridiculous. What else was happening, by the way, in uh, the first quarter of this year? Let's say, uh, let's see, they applied in January. What was, what was on the heels of January? There was a huge event that was broadcast nationwide, worldwide, and had all oh, thousands and thousands of people at it in Los Angeles. Uh, do you recall that? Yeah, it was a little event called the Super Bowl at SoFi Stadium, right, in Los Angeles. So we can have thousands and thousands of people and thousands and thousands of people at the Super Bowl in Los Angeles, but these these folks... And Knights Ferry want to continue the Knights Ferry Peddlers Fair, which has gone on for three decades, apparently. And the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers this past January denied their permit to have that. Apparently, they have, uh, they traditionally attract about 4,000 people. And folks apparently show up as early as 6 o'clock in the morning with flashlights to get the best deals. And and it's um, apparently, they usually have about 90 booths featuring antiques, collectibles, and homemade crafts on both sides of the Knights Ferry Covered Bridge. Uh, she says they've been a huge success for the community. Everybody <laughs> loves to walk through the Covered Bridge. Have you been up to Knights Ferry? I'm sure you have if you've been in this area uh, for any length of time. Be- beautiful area. I love some of the shops there. And uh, although I have to watch this, uh, there's a wonderful ice cream shop there as well. Last time I was up to Knight's Ferry, what was I? I was doing a, uh, well, believe it or not, I was doing a funeral. And it was overlooking uh, a beautiful uh, landscape there. Uh, and, and earlier, many, many years ago, we used to take our, our small children at that time up to Knight's Ferry and 
and uh, just walk around and enjoy the area. Be- beautiful area. I love that. I uh, love visiting Knights Ferry. So <clears throat> when they were kids, they decided for my birthday, I told them for my birthday, I'll, I'll do whatever you would like to do for my birthday. So I left it up to our, our, our daughter and, and our son to, to plan my birthday. They wanted to go to Knights Ferry, mm-hmm, which was fine with me. <clears throat> but the activity that they wanted to do was to go and <clears throat> look, look for the little tadpoles in the, in the water up there. Well, a bunch of those tadpoles came home. Those little tadpoles turned into little froggy things. Those dudes would and dudettes <clears throat> would not die. They would not. I, we had a primordial swamp in our kitchen in that little, it's not an aquarium. What do you call it when it's not for fish? The terrarium. It, the, the, there literally was a primordial swamp practically in our kitchen for years before those things finally expired. But it was fun and a fond memory of Knight's Ferry. But anyway, anybody, in, any of our listeners up there in Knight Ferry, Knight's Ferry, I would love to hear from you about this Knight's Ferry Peddler's Fair. I've never been to that. And I think it's just tragic that the mean bureaucrats at the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers wouldn't allow you to have your fair outdoors because there might be more than 50 people. Good night. Seriously, we'll talk about that and more that you would like to talk about because it's what's on your mind Friday here on the Mike Douglas Show. Our phone number, 209-551-3483. 209-551-3483. We'll open the phones, take your calls, and look at some more topics as well in three minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. 1360 KFIV is your place online. Let's get social with Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV on What's on Your Mind Friday. It's a time when we kick back a little bit here at the end of the week. And uh, if if something's on your mind you haven't been able to call in about or there was a comment or a topic you weren't able to weigh in on during the week, today's the day on What's on Your Mind Friday. Our phone number here, 209-551-3483. And assistant producer Brenda has the phone lines open now, 209-551-3483. Uh, I've been talking about Knight's Ferry, and uh, again, I I think it's just tragic that the Peddler's Fair there that's been going on for 30 years or so was a permit was denied by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers back in January for it to happen now, I I guess. And this is not like January two years ago. This is this January. I I find this just absolutely... uh, absurd. Another thing that caught my attention, wasn't able to get to this week, but uh, I thought it was interesting. I I do like Apple products. I don't necessarily like their politics, but I do like a lot of their products. And this was interesting to me because (laughs) I've had an adventure with this. Apple now is letting customers fix their own phones. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, So Apple now has a self-service repair feature on their website now, I'm told. And apparently the move comes as the right to repair movement has put pressure on U.S. regulators to give people more control over the products they buy. So apparently you can buy more than 200 parts and tools for your iPhone to repair your uh, 12th uh, 13 and third generation SE models and parts and tools to repair certain models of Mac computers will come later this year. Here's my experience with that. And I, I hope they're letting folks know and, or they're fixing it. I, uh, I went to replace, uh, what was it? It was it the battery. 
or maybe it was a screen. Anyway, I went to replace a, a part in my iPhone. This was about a year and a half ago. And I followed the instructions to the T. I was pretty proud of myself. And I had all these little tools and I made sure that I didn't break any of the little very um, lightweight connector, uh, connectors and such. And I, I did it well and I put the new battery in. I plugged everything in and it locked me out of my own phone. Not allowed to do that, you see, at least at that time. I could not get back into my phone. It was impossible. Now, it was an aging phone, which is why I was trying to do the repair myself. Uh, but I, I found that very frustrating. So I hope if, if you're going to do that, make sure from Apple that they won't lock you out of your own phone after you do those repairs. And I I wasn't going to... Again, I, I like to do things myself. I like to try to fix things myself. And I know my limitations, as the great theologian Dirty Harry once said, a man's got to know his limitations. I do, so I'm, I'm very uh, careful about that. All right, let's open the phones on what's on your mind Friday, 209-551-3483. And let's talk to Phil from Escalon. Phil, what's on your mind? Well, pretty much the same topic you were going to talk about. When you talk about Clint Eastwood and Dirty Harry knowing his man's got to know his limitations, I'm afraid in, in, our government doesn't know its limitations. And this thing, this thing with – I'm not using this metaphor like everyone does so often, that this one's a Nazi or that one's a Nazi. But if you look at the Stasi from East Germany and, and uh, what was left over from the Nazis in World War II, this is so, this is so close to uh, uh, this, this truth, whatever it is they're calling it. Uh, this this is this is really as as close to the Nazis as you can get. Where they're going to be filtering what we say. They've already knocked Trump Trump out of it. And this isn't about Trump. This is about every American, Democrat, Republican. I don't care if you're a polka dot or, or what religion you are. If you're living in America and you want to have free speech, this is uh, this is this is uh, the epitome of the Nazis. And and uh, if they want, if this government wants to see people uh, revolt, that little their little revolt with the with the with the pussy hats they had uh, after Trump got elected, that ain't nothing, man. You're gonna you, no no one is gonna tell me that I can't do that. And if and, and you're gonna see a lot of Americans become really really seriously pissed off. Yeah, and we can't, uh, we can't survive without having an open forum. Absolutely, Phil. You're referring to this uh, disinformation governance board. That's just been formed with yes, uh, Nina Jankowitz. Yeah, uh, I think this is highly dangerous. Uh, I think any uh, untoward and suspect person and or group who is operating within the twilight zone, if not the darkness, will ultimately overplay their hand. I think, I think the Biden administration has overplayed its hand here big time. I, and, and we'll amplify on this, uh, Phil, after the bottom of the hour here. I agree with you 100%. And I'm not one, Phil, I'm not one to throw this around lightly, but I do believe this is a giant step towards socialism in the United States of America. We've got three or more years of Mr. Biden. And uh, again, Phil, I don't know about you, Phil, but I do believe that November 2022 is going to be a tipping point a turning point for the nation, don't you think? Yeah, for 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 me, my tipping point was the border and the lack of yeah. la- lack of uh, border control. But but okay, anyway, uh, thanks for the show and thanks for listening. Hey, Phil, uh, thank you. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate that very much, Phil from Escalon. Uh, yeah, Phil, I I agree with you. This this is not a lightweight issue, my friends. I think this is uh, very very serious, and uh, it it. It telegraphs where the Biden administration is going. We know that now, no doubt about it. And uh, we'll talk more about that. Well, here's from some voices that you may be familiar with talking about this issue. Coming up in five minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. More coming up. Mike Douglas Show. Now, weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. A pastor with passion. 
a minister with manners. Now, back to the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation here on What's On Your Mind Friday. Our phone number, 209-551-3483. Again, uh, Monday through Thursday, we like to keep the phone calls targeted, focused upon the topics that we're uh, addressing at the moment. But on Fridays, we open up the topics, something you'd like to talk about that we haven't yet this week. Or if you'd like to comment a topic that we did talk about, but you didn't have the opportunity to call in, Today's the day on What's on Your Mind Friday, our phone number 209-551-3483. I want to pursue uh, the subject that uh, caller uh, and listener Phil brought up a couple of minutes ago, and that's the uh, Disinformation Governance Board. I think it's a very dangerous thing, and, and we'll explore that in more detail in a couple of moments. I uh, want to go back to uh, my comment about Apple uh, saying that uh, apparently now there's a uh, there's a a tab or a place on their website where you can purchase parts and tools for self service repair of certain iPhones. And uh, caller uh, Debbie called in and talked briefly with our assistant producer Brenda, and uh, said she recommends that you should go through your provider for repairs to your phones and not do them yourself. Well, Debbie, I, I, I agree with you from personal experience. I had an, I, I got the battery in there. I got the parts in there. I did it exactly the way they said I should do it, but it ruined my phone because uh, part of Apple's security thing, I guess, is they, uh, they make it so you can't get back in. If, uh, if you remove some of those parts. So, uh, yep, Debbie, I, I think that's probably good advice. Now, now friends, that's coming from someone who enjoys electronics and experimenting with electronics. In fact, we, we would not be on the air from our clandestine studio for the Mike Douglas show without, uh, some wonderful experimentation that, that we did and, and a lot of research and our ability to be on the air and, and take phone calls and such really is, is a, a minor technological, technological marvel. Uh, and and it, it's something that I enjoy doing, looking at technological issues and, and trying to uh, resolve them, uh, push through them, uh, look at a challenge and try to overcome it. Now, this comes from the kid who loved to take electronic things apart as a little guy and was occasionally <laughs> successful in putting them back together. Uh, I had very patient parents, my mom and dad, and uh, I think, uh, you know, the first, uh, and, and j- just to talk about how this all led to where we are now, I, uh, my first microphone, uh, I just fell in love with it. My grandfather bought me a, it wasn't really a toy, but it was a, a lightweight kind of uh, PA system. It was plastic and it really made for kids, Love that. And uh, I had my first my first radio experience. I was uh, age seven, I think, in second grade, maybe, uh, reciting uh, a Bible verse on the air on a, uh, a Christian radio station down in Southern California. So I've had a fascination with uh, electronics and microphones and such for a long, long time. And so, but I, I agree with you, Debbie. Uh, despite my bent towards trying to fix things myself, I agree with you when it comes to the iPhones and computers. Uh, oftentimes, I, I think you're right. Probably better to let uh, the people who know what they're doing do the repairs. All right, it is What's on Your Mind Friday, area code 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. Let's go out to Waterford and uh, George. What would you like to discuss today, George? Well, what's frying me is this college loan forgiveness that, that they're kicking around right now. You know, all these entitled kids who go to school, they take these loans out, go to classes that mean nothing, and now they want someone else to pay for it and are basically demanding somebody else pay for it, um, which would be us 
Joe Blow taxpayers. But my big problem is I've got a son who's young 30-something who's almost paid his loan off. My middle son went to the military instead for nine years, four deployments, came back, then went to school. What about these kids who traded their lives for college when they joined the military and then never got that chance to go to college because they got killed overseas? And these snot-nosed kids are still wanting somebody to pay for their school. That makes me nuts. Nobody's talking about those kids who gambled with their life for a college education and lost. George, I, I agree with you on that. I think it, it's a matter of disrespecting uh, in, in a lot of ways. And, and you're right uh, about the young men and women who have lost their lives in service of our, of our country who opted to serve rather than to go to college right away. I, I think it, um, it, it's, I don't know if they intend it that way, George, but it certainly uh, amounts to a, a great disrespect to them. And I think the other issue, George, is it's not a good life lesson. I mean, we're teaching our young people that they don't have to have personal responsibility, that choices don't have consequences, that the government will usually bail you out if you wait long enough. And uh, I think you said one, one of your uh, adult children, right, is, is almost done paying their loan. How, do, how does that make him feel? Is it, it's a him, right? A son? Am I right? Correct. Yeah. Yes. How does that make him yes. feel? having just about paid off his loan, or eventually when he does, how does it make him feel when a bunch of other people don't have to pay off their loans? Is, is that fair? Is, is that just? Hello? Yeah, there we go, George. We got you back. Go ahead. Oh, okay, we're back. Uh, well, sometimes he gets very grumpy about it, and I've got to give him a little swift kick once in a while. To not let it slide, he's almost done because he gets very discouraged, you know. And it's like you you could see the end of the tunnel. He he could literally just write one check, but and finish it. But he he just doesn't want to. He doesn't want to give up that money. I guess I don't know what it is, but uh, he he's that close and he's grumpy about it. We're all grumpy about it, you know. It's been a long, long time. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, George, I, I think there's uh, a, a, a righteous response in being grumpy about it. I think you've got a, a good way to describe it. George, thanks for the call. Appreciate your comments. Uh, George. My pleasure. All right. Okay, have a good weekend. Mike. Uh, you too. Have a, have a great one, George. Uh, George from Waterford uh, saying, hey, his family's grumpy about this uh, this decision to kick the can down the road again regarding paying off uh, student loans. Uh, one of the big problems to me with the whole student loan program is that university college tuitions go up naturally as a result of these government loans because the government facilitates that. It, it's a cause and effect situation. Uh, the, the other issue, uh, I think, involved is that the, the costs of a lot of education are just outright ridiculous, just absolutely ridiculous. And especially when you consider, uh, uh, now, if someone is going to medical school or uh, engineering, uh, those, those types of professions that require some intensive uh, education, uh, post-secondary education, and uh, going on towards masters and PhDs, uh, doctorates, um, medical doctor, whatever it might be. Uh, I, I understand the costs involved. The, the reality is in some of those professions, they may be able to recover some of that, but with the costs going up, and uh, our economy just going sideways with inflation the way it is right now, eight, you know, climbing and climbing, eight point four percent. I mean, it's going up and up and up and up. Uh, it almost uh, becomes uh, impossible to pay off those loans anytime soon. So even for those who are conscientious about trying to pay off the loans, uh, the 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 system is working against them still. Whereas those that are in some of the more liberal arts, uh, edu- educational majors, 
they may never be able to pay off that loan. And so they're probably doing happy dances, understanding that uh, they, they may not have to at all. Uh, it, it is not a just system. I'll tell you what is just, and that is we just have someone who's an expert in real estate. If you plan to sell your home, his name is Dan Phipps. It takes an expert to help, I think, and there's good reasons right now to sell your home. Prices are going up, the inventory is low, and future interest rates uh, are uncertain, and they look like, uh, they look like they're going to go up. So with rapidly changing home prices, are you worried about leaving money on the table? Well, call the agent I trust. His name is Dan Phipps. Dan's proprietary marketing system. He guarantees multiple offers in 72 hours for full market value, or he'll sell your property for free. That's right. His home selling program is designed to maximize your sales price, your incomplete control, no long-term contracts, no required costly repairs. You pick your move date, and Dan can even find you a new home before you move. Warren in Modesto had a great experience. He had a rental house in Modesto, ready to take advantage of the hot market, cash out. But his priority was getting the highest price possible, but he didn't want to inconvenience his tenant or do a lot of cost to fix up the house. Well, it was a tall order, but not a problem for Dan Phipps. Warren says in days, Dan sold his home for thousands more than updated houses nearby. So call Dan Phipps. Dan is the man I recommend, and I would hire to sell my own home. He's the only agent who guarantees multiple offers in 72 hours, or it's sold free. Call Dan Phipps, 209-840-6378, or go to danphipps.com. That's Dan Phipps with three Ps, D-A-N-P-H-I-P-P-S.com. We'll go back to the phones on The Mike Douglas Show in three minutes here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. He's got issues. Let's talk about it. The Mike Douglas Show, on air and online. Power Talk, 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Thanks for joining us here on What's on Your Mind Friday on Power Talk, 1360 KFIV. Mike Douglas here, your personal concierge for conversation. And let's get back to the conversation on What's on Your Mind Friday at 209 551 Three four eight three, and let's go to Ed from Modesto. What's on your mind about uh, the loan forgiveness issue, Ed? Well, I think that uh, first of all, I don't have my Bible in front of me, so I can't reference the exact section. But I think we we as good Christian people are forgetting something. Remember the uh, parable uh, Jesus told about the landowner who, had, like, at four different times of the day hired people to go out and work in his vineyard. And at the end of the day, he paid them all the same. And the people that had worked all day complained because the people who only worked a couple hours got as much as they did. And I kind of see this as the same situation. You know, people with, with, like you were talking about earlier, college tuition is skyrocketing. When I went to college, tuition was $600 a semester at a prime Southern California university. Now look at it. You know, I've got grandkids getting ready to go off to school. I, you know, I paid off children's student loans for over 10 years. I'm not crying about we plan on, we we would like to forgive some. I have a daughter right now who's paying off a student loan that'll take her, that'll take me another 10 years to pay for you know, this happens. There's no such thing as fairness. Nobody's going to be fair to you except your mother, and she might not do that. <laughs> so that's all I got to say on the point. Uh, you're, you know, Ed, I, I appreciate what you said about fairness. Uh, when our our children were growing up, I think they got really tired of mom and dad saying time and time again, uh, life's not fair. And, and so we have to learn how to learn how to push through obstacles. We learn need to learn how to navigate around obstacles in the harbors that we happen to find ourselves in. And I agree with you. I, I think part, part of this, uh, and, and again, it comes back, Ed, to me, to the theme of 
choices don't have consequences. When we teach our children that, we create a society that has no foundation to it. Uh, it's like grabbing jello. And uh, so I think it's a very, uh, very dangerous uh, precedent. Uh, Ed, Ed, thanks for the call. Well, Appreciate that. Well, one, 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 one additional comment. Sure, go ahead. I we lost you there, Ed. Okay. There you go. You know, I'm I'm all for for this forgiveness. You got me. Back? Okay. I I have really don't have any problem with loan forgiveness. However, I think there should be a two-parter to it. You know, I watch people around here sit around and collect government money and have to and do nothing but sit on their butts. If we are going to forgive these loans, we should tell these people your loan will be forgiven. But you've got to do X number of years of community service, whether, you know, it's working with children, working in a hospital or something. But they should not get the money for free. Yes, let's forgive the loan. But in turn, they have to do something to show that they deserve that forgiveness. And I think that's my final word of the subject. Uh, I like it, Ed. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think those are the kind of creative things we need to think about. Ed from Modesto, great thoughts there about loan forgiveness. Our phone number 209-551-3483, Let's uh, go to uh, Oakdale up the road of peace to uh, David. Hi, David. Hey, good afternoon. I just have a comment on that fellow that called a little while ago in reference to the Bible where that uh, fellow in the Bible paid everybody the same price, even though someone had been hired in the morning and the other people had been hired in the afternoon. The big difference is that was the farmer's money. Mm -hmm. Government has no money. They have our money. They have no authorization to give our money away, and that's what's happening here. And in the same token, when they say, well, the government spends money like drunken sailors, I take that a little bit to offense simply because a sailor is spending his money. Again, the government is spending our money. They have no authorization to do that, except for, what is it, Article 1, Section 8 of the uh, Constitution, which has 18 enumerated powers we've give, we gave the federal government, and that's the only thing they can spend money on, not the rest of this BS stuff. And the reason why tuition is so high, the costs of the colleges are so high, is simply because the government started paying for it. Yep. And so what happens? Well, in the... Uh, the professors gave themselves raises and the administration gave themselves raises. So that's where the money went. Absolutely. Uh, David, it's, uh, it, yeah, the, the government really, I believe has created, uh, this, uh, this situation. And, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you a hundred percent, absolutely. David, th- thanks for the call. David from Oak always has uh, good thoughts. In fact, I'll, I am always so impressed with, with you. I think we have the best listening audience there is on radio. I appreciate the way that you think through your comments and that you organize them and, and present them. That is, uh, that is so, so important for the success of this show. So really, our, our success is, is due to you. Good thinking and your ability to present your uh, your concepts and your ideas in uh, in logical uh, and and respectful ways as well, and that's one of the things I think we're missing in our culture as we talk about the marketplace of ideas, which the founding fathers and then this gets back to we're going to talk about this next hour after the top of the hour we're going to talk about this whole disinformation governance board, uh, this uh, ministry of truth, as some people are saying, uh, referring to that or- Orwellian-type uh, term. I-, I think it is it is more than just a, a fancy that they happen to come up with. I think this is a very devious issue, and I'll explain why after, uh, after the top of the hour, but I I think this puts us on the road. If, if it stays in place, and I don't care whether they're Democrats, Republicans, independents, or they're from the planet Zarkon, uh, if they're in Congress, the Congress needs to push back and say, uh, no, you're not going to have that, not going to fund it, and it needs to go away right now. 
And I'll explain, uh, I'll explain my reasoning for that. It's not just a knee-jerk reaction. I'm not just being a jerk about it. Not, not so much knee, but jerk. No, no. I, I, we'll discuss some rational reasons for that uh, coming up. Again, it is What's On Your Mind Friday on the Mike Douglas Show. Your turn to uh, talk about issues you'd like to talk about, maybe that we did not get to this week, or if you'd like to weigh on on issues uh, that you didn't get to call in earlier in the week. Today's the day on What's On Your Mind Friday. So we'll get back to the phones. Take your calls, 209-551-3483. Right after the top of the hour, news, weather, and traffic here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Oh, you know what? I got a whole nother minute going. You know, too much coffee. Too much coffee today. And then, by the way, the show, the show doesn't go on without the coffee. Now, the show does not proceed without the coffee being available. And I, uh, government actually drove me to coffee. Well, I didn't drink coffee until my mid twenties. I was in uh, in law enforcement at that time. I was uh, the emergency services coordinator for a a police department down in Southern California. And the guy I shared with an office with said, Mike, if you don't drink coffee, you can't come in the office. So uh, that, that, was, uh, that, was, that was kind of it for me. All right, top of the hour, news, weather. And we'll be back after that in five minutes on the Mike Douglas Show, and we'll be back to the phones. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The show you love with even more local local news news and more local talk. talk. The voice of the valley. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5. On air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here's your host, Mike Douglas. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show as we head into our number two of What's on Your Mind Friday. Our phone number here, 209-551-3483. 209-551-3483. What's on your mind Friday? An opportunity to talk about issues you'd like to bring up, maybe that we haven't talked about yet, or you'd like to weigh in on issues that uh, you haven't been able to call in about yet either. So it's uh, it's our time to relax together a little bit on Fridays and open the phones and see what's on your mind. So let's get back to the phones at 209-551-3483. And uh, Robert from Stockton has been patiently waiting. Robert, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, how you doing? I just um, was thinking about, because I heard the last call, about the school loans and stuff. And it seems to me that the the price of, of these colleges' tuitions are going through the roof because the, the government is guaranteeing them a loan. Uh, but they're guaranteeing it to people with uh, who qualify, which probably means a lower income. Those people probably might not be able to pay it back for a long time, so that's another problem. So what it ends up doing is, and they also make it so you can't file bankruptcy. So they end up having to do this big bailout. But what it does is it causes this, the, the colleges and institutions to raise their fees, and then the only people that can afford it are the ones who qualify for those government loans or somebody who's wealthy already. But the, the person in the middle can't afford the education. What do you think? Yeah, Robert, I think that is a very accurate and, uh, and well-developed idea of why we're in the situation that we're in. Uh, I do believe it's a vicious circle. And as long as the government uh, is providing these loans, and, and you're right, I think one of the, uh, I don't know that you articulated this specifically, but I think it was embedded in what you were just saying, and that is that you really, that there's not a high degree of qualification that is required for these loans. Now, if uh, if you and I, I mean, think of a college education now, Let, let's pick, I, I don't know what it is but let's say it's uh, for a particular program it's going to cost fifty thousand dollars uh for a child let's just pick that out of there it's going to cost fifty thousand dollars robert if you and i go out for a loan for our business or even a personal loan 
we're put through the ringer for that $50,000. That Whoever's loaning that money, they want to know that they can get paid back. And they're looking at, they're looking at our, our, uh, our credit scores, uh, ESG even. I'll talk about that a little bit later. I don't want to get into that right now. But you and I would have to jump through a lot of hoops, and you, you and I probably have jumped through a lot of hoops for loans in our past. But that's not really required for this. And so I, I think, Robert, you're exactly right. I affirm what you're saying. Uh, the government has created a vicious circle. I don't know how you stop it. I don't know how you stop that merry-go-round uh, unless you just pull the plug on it. And uh, so I, I agree with you, my friend. I, I, I think it's government-caused. And with a government that likes to control and likes to have people dependent upon it for funding. I don't see it. I don't see it going away. Do you? Well, I think if you get the government saying, "Hey, this is how much we're going to pay, and that's it," and don't pay their full price, they'll have to lower their prices because they'll get less people yeah. that mm-hmm. can go there. Less people that are going to say, "Well, I'm going to cover the difference." Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely, Robert. Thanks for the call. I- Really appreciate it. Robert from Stockton, great ideas about uh, student loan forgiveness. It is What's on Your Mind Friday, 209-551-3483. Back to the phones. Jerry from Modesto, what's on your mind today? Hello, Jerry. Are you there? All right, Jerry, I'm going to put you on hold. Uh, for some reason, we're we're not hearing you, but I'm going to put you on hold and come back to you because I don't want to lose your your call. Uh, let's go to uh, uh, Stanislaus County. Uh, Debbie, what's on your mind today, Debbie? What's on my mind are all these wonderful people that have called into your station today, and they all are on the wrong track. This forgiveness, if it goes through, it hasn't gone through yet, but if it goes through, it's not going to be for the American youth. It's going to be for all the illegals. There are millions of illegals in here already, and they're coming in by the millions. How do you think they're going to get a free education? Everybody, start using your brains, please. Stop listening to the technology and getting yourselves all worked up. Look at the reality. We don't have any borders. We're not even in the United States. They can do anything they want to us. They're busy taking our homes away from us. It's not just this college education to all the people that aren't legal. They're taking our homes away so they can give them to them. And this is happening all over our country. And they're taking our jobs away, too. So we end up in the streets. We end up homeless. This is so much bigger than anybody has even taken time to think about. And thank you so much for allowing me to communicate. Debbie, Debbie, thanks for the call. Appreciate that. De- uh, Debbie making the point that the uh, the mess at the border is, uh, I, th- I think Debbie's point would be it's, it's a major factor uh, in this uh, loan problem. And uh, don't have time right now to get into the border issues, but I, I, I will revisit that at some point because, Debbie, you're right, it's a mess. And it's very destructive, and it's not honoring the immigrant at all, in my opinion. Hey, let's go back to the phones. Uh, let's see if uh, Jerry's f- t- cell phone is cooperating with us. Uh, Jerry from Modesto, uh, are you there? Nope, not getting anything from Jerry. Jerry, maybe if you try calling us back uh, on a different line or in a better cell spot, maybe um, maybe that will help a little bit. So let's go back to the phones again, 209-551-3483. And uh, Lucille, Lucille, what's on your mind today? Okay, it's, it's the student loans again. Uh, first of all, I would rather have a community that's interested in working and education and bettering themselves. They could be sitting in a ditch somewhere taking drugs. And uh, second of all, especially Republicans, I've heard, well, we didn't get that. Why should they comparing themselves? And to me, that's a form of, uh, I, I don't know, the Bible says when you're jealous because somebody else has something. Um, 
um, you may not, God isn't in a box. He can pay back any way he wants to. He may not pay you with a student loan or something like that. He may give you a break on your taxes or insurance or something like that. Um, actually, I took one out, and rather than encourage me to go to school, it kept me from going because the minute that I saw the price rise from from uh, 5000 to 40000 I cut it off. Mm. I decided it was a scam. Mm. And I do see a lot of scammy stuff. And then um, a lot of the, uh, they're making money on defaulted loans, which is not helping the, ma- the matter at all. And um, a lot of it is not young, privileged kids. A lot of it, there's a very large group of older folks, many of them losing their homes over this. Uh, some of them recent widows and stuff like that. Anyway, so that's all I have to say about it. Okay, Lu- Lucille, uh, so w- in the end, what's your theory? Who winds up paying for this when the student loans don't get paid for uh, by, by the person receiving the loan? Who, who ultimately has to pay for that? Actually, I think you have to look at it spiritually. Like I said, other people get this. I, God, it rains on everybody. <laughs> and so you're going to get the good rain. You're going to have your uh, more difficult times. And I don't think anyone in particular, I think it comes out in a big soup that may be a little hard to distinguish and not everybody can see it. Um well, I got okay. lost somewhere along the way, did you? <laughs> All right, Lucille, thank, <laughs> thanks for the call. I uh, appreciate you weighing in. That That's an in- interesting theory about uh, God being responsible for paying back the loan. Um, I, don't, I don't know that the federal government will take his credit, but interesting theory, Lucille. Appreciate you calling in on what's on your mind Friday, and that's what this is all about allowing you the opportunity to be live and local and weigh in on the uh, on the issues that we're talking about. Uh, coming back in three minutes, we have Jerry calling back. We wanted to get to him, so uh, we'll get to Jerry in three minutes as the Mike Douglas Show continues here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. With the big news of the day, here's more of the Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show, your concierge for conversation here on What's On Your Mind Friday. Our number 209-551-3483 here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And hopefully the cell phone's working now. Let's go to Jerry and Modesto. Jerry, what's on your mind today? Mike, I know I'm completely off the subject, and I'll take my answer off the phone. Uh, okay. What about open carry, Mike? What if, what if I decided to strap on a gun and walk down the road for self-protection what's the laws about that yeah unfortunately and 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 thanks for your thanks for bringing that up jerry i appreciate that uh yeah we we don't have open carry uh here in california and uh i think one of the one of the issues is that We don't have the, how do I want to put this? We don't have the cultural prowess in order to maintain a safe, open carry environment here in California. Uh, Even with the CCW permits, and Jerry, we talked about this the other day, uh, even with CCW permits, if we who may have a CCW permit get into a life-threatening situation where we are defending ourselves, where our lives are in danger or our family's life or uh, people that are around us. If, if we shoot someone and we kill them in a life-threatening situation, in California, we will be the bad guys. And it really doesn't matter where you are. Now there are DAs and, and there are sheriffs that uh, are, are more proactive about uh, CCW permits and some who are not. 
But the bottom line is, at the very least, you're going to get sued by the victim's family because we have a plethora of attorneys and lawyers here in California just waiting to do that. And and they'll they'll pounce on that and the lawyers will make all the money. Now listen, if you're an attorney, I'm not I'm not making a broad brush against all attorneys. I'm just saying there are those who will take advantage of the opportunity and uh, they will will take advantage of of that family. They'll make a lot of money and the families will will get something out of it. So my point, Jerry, is that even if we were an open carry state, uh, the problem is that if push comes to shove and we have to defend ourselves, especially if it's unpermitted, uh, the the good guys who are just trying to protect their families or their friends or whatever, they're, they're going to become the bad guys. And if not, uh, get hit with a, uh, a crime themselves, if, if not uh, getting uh, criminal charges filed against them uh, for justifiable homicide or whatever it might be, uh, they will certainly be uh, uh, be prone to have civil lawsuits on 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 the uh, on the heels of that. So I I think in the best of all possible worlds, Jerry, it takes a a society, it takes a culture that understands the responsibility of carrying a weapon and understands the concept of choices have consequences. In California, generally, and this I would, I would say is a, a lot of the fault of, of Sacramento, uh, the legislature there, and, and, and the governor, uh, we, we don't have a, a culture here in Cal- California where we are held responsible for our actions. That's what a lot of the angst about Prop 47 uh, is about and such. And so the, the issue, I think, is in order to have a open carry policy or, or a law, uh, to have that privilege in a community, in a county, in a state, you have to have a culture that understands that choices have consequences, understands the real intent of the Second Amendment. And I think you've heard about that. You've heard this, Jerry, as well. Uh, people who are anti-Second Amendment saying, "Well, you know, you you don't you don't need uh, to have a, a permit to kill animals." This is Second Amendment. Well, Second Amendment is not about killing animals. Permission to kill an, Second Amendment is about defending yourself from an out of control government. That was the philosophy behind the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment is about the populace of the United States of America having the right to bear arms against a government that goes out of control. That that was the whole thing behind it. And you don't hear that much anymore, but that that is the uh, that is the philosophy behind it. And so uh, I think we I could be wrong, but probably not in my lifetime, Jerry, will we ever see open carry in uh, in California. Uh, well, there are other parts of the nation where you'll see that. And I feel very safe in open carry environments, by the way, uh, because it tells the bad guys there will be consequences for your choices. And, uh, and so I, again, I, I think today, if you strap on a gun and this is a reality, uh, Jerry, if, if you walk down the street with, a a handgun slapped to your side, you're going to get stopped. You're going to get stopped, and uh, they're going to see, uh, they're going to put you through the third degree, uh, why you're carrying that, et cetera, et cetera. So, no, it's not something that, that we enjoy in in today's um, California, and I'm not sure that it's something that we would ever enjoy. Any of you, uh, have, have are you from states uh, where there are open carry laws? Uh, love to hear from you about how that's working out. How 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 you have uh, it, do you feel safer in that environment or not? Our number here on what's on your mind Friday two zero nine five five one three four eight three. I think it also Jerry it comes back to you know the old in the old days you could have a gun rack in the back window of your pickup truck right. And on that gun rack, you had a rifle. 
And but but we are long past that being acceptable. Uh, that that is frowned upon. And you know, again, I, I don't think we're in a uh, we're in a culture here in California where that will uh, ever be, where we can have uh, open carry for uh, handguns. Uh, anyway, so the long long answer to your uh, to your very short question, uh, and I I would uh, you have to worry about uh, the gang problems that we have and how open carry uh, affects that. You know, the, 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 the 180 degree response to that is maybe the gangs wouldn't be so prone to shoot at people if they know that the people would have the ability to immediately shoot back. Uh, again, I think it comes down to, and, and this is a God principle, that choices have consequences. In God's economy, we are not exempted from the consequences of our choices. In fact, in God's economy, he intends that we have consequences for our choices. That's been built into his, uh, his relationship with man since the Garden of Eden and the bad stuff that went down there. That's why we're not in the Garden of Eden anymore. All right, this is... What's on your mind Friday on the Mike Douglas Show, 209. Boy, a lot of topics today. 209-551-3483. 209-551-3483. Mike Douglas Show continues in five minutes. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Take the Mike Douglas Show with you every weekday from 3 till 5. Download the free iHeartRadio app and follow 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. It is What's On Your Mind Friday, 209-551-3483. And uh, David has been patiently waiting on the phone here. David from Oakdale, it's all yours, my friend. Hey, thanks for letting me on again. But at any rate, that gentleman asked about open carry uh, a little bit ago. But listen up, everybody. We, the people, established government. So maximum law, that which one establishes controls. So that means we control the state government. We control the federal government. It is not the other way around. And the Constitution is the law of the land. That is it. It is the law of the land. So anything that is um, repugnant to the Constitution is unlawful. And you go to Norton versus Shelby County in 1886, basically says that uh, an unconstitutional act is not law. It confers no right. It imposes no duties. It affords no protection. It creates no office, basically. So when all of gun laws are not constitutional, so they're not law, you choose to obey by them, but that's stupidity. We need to take back our power. And I'm not imposing anarchy by any shape or form because there's, there's always a straw man, oh, what about the guy that's insane or whatever? Well, okay, yeah, I understand that. But the bottom line is the Constitution is the law of the land in the Second Amendment says a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, shall not be infringed. So limiting a clip to 10 rounds, uh, limiting the purchase of ammo, limiting uh, how many guns you can buy or, or a background check, that is all an infringement on the right to have a gun. So... We, the people, need to stand up and say, no, I can handle a gun, I can train myself, and I will carry it. And then if, then the natural say, well, they're going to arrest you. Whatnot. Yeah, okay, well, there is what's called remedy. The remedy is United States Code Title 18, Section 242. So you can sue a public agent, a, a politician, or a sheriff, or police officer, or whatever. You can sue them, and then the end results of the 242 uh, remedy is a 10 years in jail and a $250,000 fine per offense. So you can get up to a million dollars pretty quick. And we just need to hammer a few of these people a couple times like this, and they will not infringe on our gun rights. 
David, thank you for providing a, a solution there, because I, I think that's immediately what I come to. Uh, w- with abandon, David, I think in our situation today, both the federal and, and state government, at the least, are are ignoring the Constitution. Uh, aren't they? I mean, we're in a situation here where the Constitution, both the U.S. Constitution and the Constitution we have here in California, they're both ignored. And and government agencies and government leaders uh, violate them with abandon and and with no consequence. So, uh, your your thoughts of uh, those suits are are interesting. uh, One last statement. Yeah, go ahead. One last statement, real quick here, if you don't mind. See, our courts right now are all maritime, which is law of the sea, and it's not law of the land. So we, the Mm. people, have to bring common law back, which is law of the land. And when you do that, and you talked about it, you know, there's a bazillion attorneys out there that want to sue. Well, you go to common law, and attorneys cannot be in court under common law. So just keep that in mind. we got to bring common law back in. You don't have to worry about the attorneys. Well, but but then they can't pay back their student loans. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right david. sorry yeah, too much too much right. coffee david right. hey thanks for the call well always uh, david is always well researched well read and uh, appreciate his call uh, today as as he's uh, weighing in on the whole issue of the second amendment open carry and such and again i i think the reality that we're living with today not not to uh, belabor this this at all but the reality that we're living with today is that government officials don't care about the Constitution. They really don't. And the problem is, what do we do about it? Well, David provided uh, one thought, and uh, that is he's giving uh, the code sections there for suing those uh, who are obstructing and or misusing and or ignoring the Constitution and having some accountability there. Uh, I think uh, that's very, very, uh, very interesting. And and I, I keep saying that November 2022 is a, a tipping point for us, and and I do believe that. On on the downside of that is, do we have the people to elect who have spines and will stand up for the Constitution? Ha, are they well read? Do they understand? the Constitution of the United States or the Constitution of the particular state uh, that they're in. And, and the, so that's it's not a matter of just putting people with an R after their name into office. No, we need people who understand the Constitution and will defend it. Well, thank you so much for participating on What's On Your Mind Friday. I'll be back with you on Monday, 3 to 5 p.m. here on The Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Have a great weekend. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.